Um, this week, I'm very happy to have Arpit on your... Are you in India right now? Or? Yeah, I am in India right okay. now. Arpit from India has uh, come on to do the interview today, ask some questions. And um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So, as per usual, I'm going to let you take it over from here. And maybe if you want to start by introducing yourself and telling people just a little bit about you. Okay, um, sure. I will introduce myself first. So, um, I am Arpit and I live in India and I am 21 years old. And I guess that's pretty much it about me. I am a male. I am from India. <laughs> and this I'm is the male. number of years that I have been on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you want to say? That's fine. <laughs> I don't think anything else is relevant right now. <laughs> okay. So yeah, take it away. You can start. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I have written some questions, and uh, the first one that I am going to ask is, uh, yeah. Um. So Chris, uh, I have begun to um, uh, see the concept of presence a little differently now, in terms of the that I am uh, trying not to control things now. Mm -hmm. uh, do you follow me? I do follow you. Okay. Um, so uh, this has only, uh, this has only been uh, done only recently by me uh, of trying not to control my feeling, trying to just um, uh, settle into it as it is. Uh, so the way I, uh, so the way I see it is changing uh, as uh, it is different to what I used to say it. Uh, so uh, my question is, um, is this um, the real presence? Um, and uh, or if it or if it still is just an idea in my head, um, is that question clear? It's as clear as it is intended to be. So uh -huh. this is something that I have people bring up quite a bit. There is no right presence and there is no wrong presence. Once you're being present. It's presence, but your presence as you continue to become more aware of yourself and your internal world and your external world and how they merge together and the different things in your life that are motivating you and moving you and all these things, the more apparent that these things become and the more time you start to spend in your body and in your beingness, the more your experience of presence will naturally change and shift. So my experience of presence right now is totally different to what it was, you know, a year ago, six months mm -hmm. ago. Because as long as you're being present, you're always going to be exposing more, creating more internal space, and being able to drop more and more into the oneness, into the connection with the connection that's present between you and everything else. Mm -hmm. So for some people, them being present is simply just being aware that they're not present. That can be their form of presence right now. 
So I wouldn't worry about, is it just an idea? Because if you continue to follow the direction that your search for presence is bringing you, yes, there will be a lot of mind at the beginning. There will be a lot of rapidness at the beginning. Your mind has been given so much leeway for so long that, of course, it's not just going to lay down and stop being crazy. It's going to take some time for your for your beingness to start beefing up energetically, so to speak. And for you to stop feeding your mind so much. That is a process that is the process. So just trust that as long as you're being with yourself and you're being with what is and you're continuously realigning yourself back to the room that you're in or the space that you're in and the smells you can smell and the sounds you can hear or whatever's going on in you from a feeling aspect without you starting to place labels and judgments on all of these things and all of these experiences, then you can stay much more rooted in the beings. But some people, of course, will experience presence for a moment and then they'll jump up into their head with that experience and they'll go, oh, wow, I'm present now. Oh, wow, I'm more present. Ooh, such presence. Now there's more presence again. <laughs> but that's part of the process to realize and stop yourself and go, wait a second. I wasn't actually present there. <laughs> because the ego took my own tap on the back, my own self-congratulatory uh, way of engaging with the moment. And my ego went, yes food, candy, <laughs> and I just ran with it. But that's a part of it. That's just the way it goes as you start to, to dig through your own rubble. So allow it and don't beat yourself up. Just every time you notice it happening, bring yourself back to what is real. And also what you experience right now to be real is going to be a whole lot different to what you can experience to be real. Some moments, um, I don't want to say in the future because it's not the correct term, but you understand what I mean. Uh, your, your experience of what is real will begin to, will begin to deepen and shift. Uh, I want to follow up on that question uh, with this thing. Uh, oftentimes I find myself, um, I, I almost find as if uh, the life uh, around me starts to dim, as in uh, I seem to lose focus. Uh, it's it's almost as if uh, uh, I'm not in my body and I'm also, um, um, I'm not anywhere. I just lose it and uh, the time just speeds up and everything just goes uh, here and there. And uh, when I notice myself um, that, this happens, what can I do to just bring myself back? Well, the first thing you can do is just that, bring your awareness back into your beingness. Uh -huh. And if you really need a help doing that, you can clap your hands together and stamp your feet on the ground. Yeah. So you can do it like 10 times, like as you stamp your feet a few times underneath you, because all these energy channels either begin and end in the feet and the hands. 
So when you start to clap your hands or stomp your feet a little bit, it starts to open all the channels up through the legs and through the lower back, and also in the hands up through the arms and through the chest. So this is something quite immediate that you can do just to bring some fill sense back to your body, just to bring some life back to your yeah. beings. It, it's exactly what it feels like. Um, some tiredness and uh, not in our life. Mm. Uh, that is what it feels like, yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes it happens. That's okay. Well, that's normal yeah. for you. So you can just figure out. See, everything is an opportunity for us to figure out how to be in life more. Yeah. That's all these scenarios are that we're confused about or that we have difficulty with or that we resist or dislike. We really need to be deeply appreciative of these moments because they're beautiful reminders and they're gifts. It's in the way that will give you the ability to figure out how to come back into life deeper and deeper. And this will serve you as you continue to go through your process. We must learn to see the huge benefit and the value in all of the ways that someone is seen to be struggling. There's no need to struggle ever. The teaching is in the struggling and why the person is struggling and resisting. As soon as the person can start to relax back into their situation and start to bring more gentleness and more lovingness and more compassion to their situation, the more that they will be able to inhabit their space without so much pain. Um, should I, should I uh, go on to the next question? Sure, it's totally, uh, totally up to you. Okay, um, I'll go on to the next question. And also, when I'm, when I'm discussing things with you, stay present with me. So if there is something that I say or comes up that you want further clarification on or you want to take it in a different way, so that option is there. You don't need to just stick to what you've written down. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, I just want to add something. It's not a question. Uh, I just want to say something about this, what you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, even now, I'm uh, noticing... Uh, uh, how my neck is, uh, you said um, every moment is just an opportunity to come back to more life. So, yeah, uh, I think that's what uh, the process is about, I guess. Mm-hmm. Your physical body is, it's going to be in direct alignment with your consciousness. So wherever you're caught up in your physical body, wherever you've got aches and pains and tension and numbness and unconsciousness it's all in relation to your level of consciousness yeah so someone who becomes very unconscious or does things very unconsciously the body will represent that yeah i certainly feel uh, the repercussions of it in my own body (laughs) (laughs) that's why we need to listen to the body so much because it's so helpful uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll move on to the next question right now. Okay. Okay, um, so uh, my next question is, uh, in my external life, a lot of the problems that I see or the lot of the things that I see as problems uh, are the same things that I used to have, like, say, two years ago, in a sense. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so could that mean that I have not really been progressing as uh, as an individual, as a human? Have I not been doing the work, so to speak? Well, have you been doing your work? <laughs> uh, I, I think I think I have been doing my work. Okay, well, I, I want a more definitive answer than that. Okay. Uh, until recently, there has been um, not very consistent, but uh, until recently, because uh, I didn't really commit to it. I didn't really think it was for me, I guess. And what didn't you think was for you? Uh, you said it. <laughs> I'm just trying to clarify. <laughs> <it. laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I guess until only recently that I've realized that um, I think I need to come back to more life and I should not be wasting my time. So, okay, so what, when... what does it mean to you to come back to more life? Okay, uh, for me, I think uh, I see it as um, being in the moment more and um, not wasting the moments that I have because um, they're not really uh, unlimited. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, maybe it is that. And um, I also notice that I'm uh, tired a lot of the times. So yeah. um, how, yeah. I was just going to say, how's your, how's your lower back? Um, not so good. I yeah, feel it all the time. I, I can feel not that. So I can feel that from you very, very strongly. So you gotta, you gotta put your hands in that area. You gotta start being very loving with that area. Yeah, that that was the thing that was immediately apparent to me was the energetic state of your lower back. Now your lower back is the gate of life point, the backbone. This whole thing keeps you upright in your life. So you got to be very, uh, you got to be very attentive and very loving, so you can start to restore what you call aliveness, what you call life. You got to bring life back to that place. Your hands should be all over your lower back, as much as you can possibly be with it. If it feels like you need to put a hand on it, put a hand on it, and be loving with it, be soft with it, so you can bring aliveness back to that area back to the tissues back to the spine back to the lumbar area i can feel your tailbone as well energetically it's quite blocked so what i'd like you to do is also put your hands on that area as well explore that whole area know yourself this includes all the parts of you Because your lower back, as I said, is the gate of life point. This is where huge amounts of source energy enter the body. So if your tailbone is locked up, shut down, your lower back, your coccyx area around the hips, right up to the kidney area on the back, if this is all tight and like a rock, you're going to be fatigued. It's one of the first things when people come to me for energy work, whether it's in person or or over the phone, this is the first part of them that I usually have to unblock first. Because most people have been under so many or such large amounts of consistent and habitual clenching and tensing and fear 
that it starts to drain the kidneys. It starts to tighten and protect the lower back. The back needs to brace because it feels like it needs to protect itself. And when it gets hard, it cannot receive the life force the way it was intended for it to receive it. So I would really urge you to, to be good with this area, be nice with this area. If you haven't got my Qigong video course yet, get it, do it. Uh, this will really assist your back in opening and energy moving through your body again. But the most important thing is have awareness of this place as much as you need to. And as I said, put a hand on yourself. Support yourself when you feel like it's necessary. If you're just sitting down on the couch with friends, you know, just put your hand behind and just rest your hand there. Yeah. Be loving with it the same way as you'd be loving with a, a child or a newborn baby. You really want to restore that level of softness, of receptivity to your physicality. Does all of that make sense to you? It certainly does. It brings a, a huge amount of clarity to... Uh, I, I even noticed the way I speak has maybe changed a little bit. I, mm -hmm. I was literally the second just going to say that as well. Because you're quite hot in the chest and your diaphragm has been pulled upwards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I noticed that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you start opening up this lower back area, um, you can kind of drop more down into your body. You'll be able to be in and with yourself in a deeper way. Amazing, yeah. Amazing. So far, this is a very on purpose and a very synchronistic <laughs> engagement. So you're probably not here for the interview. You probably just needed to hear that. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, I, I have a question uh, that a lot of uh, the male readers of the podcast will mm, benefit from. Okay. okay. Um, so uh, uh, in a lot of your videos, you say that uh, being present uh, is what penetrates a woman. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, I do not know if I'm penetrating a woman or if I'm not penetrating a woman. Uh, <laughs> uh, I do not feel uh, any penetration occurring, I guess. So well, you, uh, can't, you can't even feel your lower back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so here, here's the thing. Forget about are you penetrating a woman or not? Because then my next question would be, why do you want to penetrate her? What are your intentions? Why do you even want to bring your energy to her like that? Those are the more important questions. But by default, the fact that you're male, you will automatically be energetically penetrating everybody, life. It just depends on what with. A man who hasn't done his work is not really going to be penetrating anybody with much other than his confusion and his anxiety and his own fearfulness of himself and his own nature. That will really kind of be it where he'll be projecting all his feminization and his reactiveness onto the people and the women around him in his life. 
So whatever you are being is what you are penetrating life with. You're a creator. You're always creating things, whether you're conscious of it or unconscious of it. So I would encourage you to continue doing your work and embodying yourself more and clarifying yourself more. A lot of times already today I've asked you a question to explain more what you just said and you couldn't do it. This is an invitation to clarify yourself so you know exactly why you say what you say and exactly what you mean when you say what you say and you know all of your own definitions for everything that you communicate. So there's never a moment where you don't say exactly what you mean and you don't mean exactly what you say. This is the depth of know thyself that I would really encourage you to start stepping into on everybody. So forget about penetrating women because you probably don't even know what you want to do with them or why you want to penetrate them or why are you even there to begin with? Are you there to serve or are you there to take? Are you there to bring something magnificent to assist another person through love, through unconditionalness that you have for yourself first? Or are you just trying to get a reaction out of someone to validate your own ego as a man so you feel better about yourself and your progress? These are things that we need to be conscious of. Everything I talk about, I, I talk about a lot of different things, but I'm always saying relatively the same thing. And it's all coming from a place of love. The whole message underneath everything is unconditional. So do your work so you can find that in yourself, for yourself. So you can feel the oceanic amounts of love that you have for yourself, that you're connected to in your life. Where you allow yourself walk up tall as a man. Because then by default, you're going to be penetrating life with that. And that's what you'll start to get back by default. Yeah. Um, now that you have said it, I also uh, I think I had already realized I had already realized that uh, maybe the the reason that I do this is more for the superficial part of this, mm -hmm. and maybe uh, I maybe I sh uh, I should I should step into uh, a more responsible a more responsible role. It's a necessity to your progression. Yeah, it definitely is. Because if you're just in it for the superficiality, then you will tap out when the going gets even a little bit tough. You'll walk away from it when life starts to get a bit too real. If you're just in it for the superficiality, for the egoicness of it to feel valuable. You really need to be in a place of being sick and tired and refusing to continue living your life, having to suffer so much and try so hard and push so hard against yourself 
in order to try and feel worthy or good or worthwhile or like you've progressed. I'm not telling people to push forward to progress. I'm telling you to put your arms out wide, realize you know very little of anything in that mind of yours and fall back into exactly what is chasing you. Hand yourself over to everything you are afraid of because you will see that there was no reason to ever be afraid of it because what you're running from is yourself. So it's not about pushing forward to progress. It's about going in and actually sitting back into what already is. That is the most terrifying thing for people to do. And that is where you're really going to be able to build a beautiful relationship with yourself, with your body, with the energetics of your beingness, with your spiritual connection, with your connection with God or source or whatever you want to call it, her or him. So just check yourself, check your motivation, check your motives. Yeah. Um, uh, I had a question about energy. Um, uh, in one of your uh, webinars, uh, you you had said that uh, energy follows to the point in your body where you're being the most conscious. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, then you didn't really expand on it. Uh, but, but it was something that I was really uh, interested in. And, um, and I think a lot of uh, the, uh, the listeners will be interested in as well. Um, so, um, so as as human beings, as people, uh, how can we uh, get a feeling for it, for uh, for this thing that energy follows consciousness? Uh, how can we understand it from like uh, from a feeling sense, from experiencing a sense? By being aware of how your life is already functioning, you can think about a situation. You can literally think about a situation that makes you feel anxiety. So you can go to your mind and you can set an intention or think of a fantasy. And suddenly that energy starts to create form in you. So now your body starts to feel anxious. Fire is brought to the heart. Energy is ripped away from the kidneys. You're uprooted internally. And some people will start getting stomach pain. Some people will start getting palpitations. Some people will start getting diarrhea, uh, constipation. People will want to vomit. And this is all sitting in a room on a chair where nothing is going on. Yeah. This is how powerful energy is. And if anyone wants an example of that, just look and be aware of how your body and your mind engage with one another. So when your mind is unconscious and it's it's creating all this turmoil and suffering, this is what's creating so much disease in people. This is how immediately energy follows thought, follows intent. It just goes and it does it. It reacts, it responds instantly because that's just how it functions. Because we are creators. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We are creators through the Word, through the intention, through the statement 
the word is very powerful. It can be abused and used unconsciously and used dangerously, and it can change. It can change the history of an entire country. Just look at Hitler. Look what he did with the word. Hitler's word had thousands and thousands of people murdered via that creation. Our words are very, very powerful, both externally and internally. Nothing is here that was not first intended and brought forth forth into consciousness and stated in some way. Because it's the only way anything can come to fruition. It's the way that something will be birthed forward. Your seeds are the words. So energy follows that. Life follows that. You are God. God creates via that mechanism, via intention. This is what people fail to commit to. They fail to commit to the fact that the godliness that they look up to possibly in religions and different things of this nature, this godliness, you are of it. You are it. We are God. Just on the physical plane. So if you were to take an incredibly powerful God and you were to say, okay, well, how am I going to disempower God? I'm going to give him a whole lot of distractions. Let's really distract him. Let's really pull him up into all this fantasy and nonsense, (laughs) things that aren't real, and let him just play around with these things for a while to steal his energy, steal his life force, steal his attentiveness, and cripple his consciousness. So now you've got a lot of gods walking around who are not in contact with reality, who are creating suffering and utter madness, and they're doing it unto themselves before anybody else. The creative force that they've come with, that we are here with, has never changed. It's always there. But the part that we need to work with in the, in the middle of that, the connecting part, is consciousness. It's presence. It's the ability to be with what is so we can create existence and manifest from a place of clarity, of cleanliness, where there is no chatter, where there's no fantasy going on in the background, toying with what we're attempting to bring into existence. So this is the spiritual process. And when you start to, as I always say, do your work, when you start to do this, when your madness and conditioning starts to be purged out of you, when you start to be able to settle down in yourself, you will really see the power and the immediacy of what is possible and what we as humans being what we are actually capable of. Uh, I am kind of getting uh, what you just said. And I also realized that uh, it's, it's almost as if we as individuals, as people, uh, kind of just uh, try to ignore this, try to just um, uh, know this is, uh, so you sentences like, no, this is fake. This is just... Um, uh, this is not real. And I hear uh, this. 
a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People I, see I mean, the work I do, and they're like, oh, that can't be real, man. <laughs> he's on the other side of the world, or he's on the other side of the room. <laughs> it's all real. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I I do that on on like uh, a very uh, on the state of my mind that uh, the thing you said that thoughts are word that uh, words are things. This thing, uh, I I kind of ignore it in my own life. So suppose I I try to step into this, uh, or uh, any any of us try to step into this, you know, in a practical sense, in a in a day to day sense. Uh, so. uh do we uh, i mean we cannot be aware of what is going on in our subconscious and i guess uh the why? subconscious might be what is uh, bringing things into existence why can you not be aware of what's going on in your subconscious uh because uh, i mean um but i think the subconscious is is the part of the mind that we are not conscious of yes but it's not intended to be that way uh-huh. okay. if you were to turn your attention and call on the subconscious mind and start requesting that the subconscious mind bring up to the surface all the operations and all the programs and all the conditionings that have been burrowed into it so you can see them so you can clarify them and so you can let them go this is your body again the word you can speak to yourself your body yeah. will listen it's here to serve you in this life so never commit to saying never or i can't do this or i can't do that or my subconscious doesn't do that thing that i would love it to do <laughs> it's all there for you you can get so deep into yourself in terms of the the physical system that you can start speaking with your with your nervous system you can start engaging with hormones you can start pulling back the levels of of adrenaline that are released or you can start calling back cortisol you can really engage with your body in a hormonal way from a parasympathetic and a sympathetic nervous system point of view what you realize when you get deeper into your beingness is that all of these parts of you are not solely involuntary like things like say and say you can tap into all these different parts but then the next question is do you really want to because once you tap into a place now your level of accountability increases and a lot yeah. of people don't want they don't want that it, it it is a very big thing kind of there uh, it, is it a is lot. there is a yeah. lot that i never ever speak about yeah a whole lot because some of it wouldn't be safe to speak about right now or to somebody who i'm not working with very deeply and and seeing their own progress because some things you really are not ideal to bring into a person's awareness if they are not in a place of of rootedness if they are not already quite self sufficient in terms of their own spiritual development their own spiritual understanding so you could bring something to someone's attention or tune someone into something that you know could have them totally lose their mind so yeah there's a whole lot to this really what i talk about is just 
the part of the work that I do on the planet, uh, what people see, and that's it. But there's so much more that runs a whole lot deeper in many different ways that actually allows a person to engage and, and work with people energetically in specific ways. Yeah, I, I understand. understand what you said right now. Um, um, uh, I have a question for the viewers uh, or the listeners, uh, to be precise, uh, who, are, who are just starting their process. Um, because uh, for a lot of them, uh, they might not be um, very clear on what exactly that they need to do. Uh, because that was something that I myself uh, thought about for quite a while, say like a year ago, like uh, uh, what are like the steps kind of, because uh, yeah, when I, uh, when I myself uh, tried to start this thing, I tried to think of the steps. Uh, so what would you want to say to the listeners who are in fact searching for the steps to go somewhere? The first thing is commit to total awareness. Commit to full-time awareness at all times. Have that be the benchmark. And then do whatever you need to do in order to be in alignment with that benchmark. Because without awareness, nobody can really do anything with their current situation. The second step... Step. That's fine. Because <laughs> you want it. The second step is everything that you do, commit to doing it from a place of unconditional lovingness and compassion and patience. And even if you commit to that, but you don't have any of it for yourself, at least you've committed to something so much greater than yourself right now. So you have, you have that connection to it. The energy can start moving in that direction rather than being so pissed off about your current situation or unhappy or depressed of where you're at right now. Set the bench very magnificent. So that will always be the standard for yourself that you're attempting to realign yourself with. So if you can employ commitment to consistent awareness of self, while you do it all from a place of lovingness, compassion, and patience, this is really all an individual needs because all the lessons will come during the commitment to those two steps. All your suffering will come up, all the things about yourself that you have immense difficulty with and challenges around and the things and parts of yourself that you have been running from that have been keeping you sick and tired, all these things will start to come up to the surface. If you stay committed to awareness, to lovingness, to compassion, and to patience. And you can also start adopting those for other people at the same time. The third step in all of this is to not compromise your own process, to not compromise who you are 
what it means to be you and the things that you want to do and experience at this moment in your life. And I have spoken in depth about compromise on previous podcasts, so I'm not going to go into it deeply now. From a practical, a more practical standpoint, I would always recommend someone to take up some embodiment practice. Qigong is always the one that I recommend to people that is the most potent. Um, and a quick plug, <laughs> you can get a Qigong course on my website. Um, that's very simple, but it's very powerful. And it can be done by anyone of any age, standing, sitting, lying down. It really doesn't matter, but it's there to, to really start bringing a person back to experiencing their own energy, their own embodiment, and just being able to live an energized and, and relaxed life. That really seems to be more of, if I had a tagline for the work that I do, that's really the, the basis of, of really where I want to bring people. It's to have them be able to live their life in an energized and relaxed way. Because this will allow lovingness and abundance and all these things that are naturally a part of us be very large in our, in our lives, in our daily lives. But everyone's just so stressed, so confused, so tense, so starved of life force. That if, you know, if I could even assist in helping one person relax a bit, and one person feeling a bit more energized, and it's it's totally worth it. <laughs> I would say that I am feeling a lot relaxed right now. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so powerful energy. Exactly, exactly. I, I can feel it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Um, so take, take your time. Take your time. Ground yourself. There's no. There's no need to compromise your relaxedness and what you're feeling to appease me or anyone on this call. Move at your own time. Move at your own pace. You're not here because I'm better than you and you got to ask the master questions. That's not what this is about. Yeah, you're a man and you're talking to another man and that's, that's the basis of it. Um, uh, like, uh, like a hundred times on my day, I will notice that my um, shoulder is cleansed or my, or my neck is this or my stomach is feeling this or... Uh, basically, the tightness. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Um, and in these moments, I know that I'm being tight. And I am uh, putting some effort or putting some... Uh, or I'm thinking that, okay, uh, this is tight and I need, to, need this to relax. But then it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And uh, this happens with me. And maybe uh, this will also happen with... Or I mean, this this does happen, yeah. So, so I know your I know your question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Question. <laughs> You're asking why does it not relax when you want it to? Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is the question. Because you're not listening to her. You just don't like what she's doing, so now you want to tell her what to do. 
I always say to men that you learn how to make love to a woman and you learn how to be with a woman and you understand the feminine, not just through women externally, but through your relationship with your own internal woman, through your relationship with your own body. So your shoulders get tight. They're screaming at you. And you're like, oh, I don't like this. This feels bad. I need them to be an other way. I need them to be a way that they're not being right now. The way that they're being right now is not something that I'm okay with them being. I need them to be another way. So then you tell them the way that you want to be then, or you tell them the way that you want your shoulders to be, but you never connect with her. You never connect with them. You never listen to them. You never be loving with them. You never drop your presence more and more into your shoulder that is so stiff screaming at you, and you never put your hand on it. Or you just never go in there with your consciousness and just let it be the way it is. And let it be the way it is until your presence and beingness with your shoulder begins to transform it into a place of releasing and health. Your body is teaching you everything you are attempting to figure out outside of yourself. You want to get to a point as a man where you know exactly how to make love to your internal female, how you know exactly how to make love with your beingness, with your life force. So if one part of you tightens up somewhere in your body, you know where to go on another part of your body to release it, or you know how to go inside internally and just be with it, with her, in a way where she starts to relax for you. But if your intention in your life She's not going to relax when you tell her to. Why would she listen to someone who's not in, in relaxation themselves? So I say this, and this also applies to women and their bodies. There's no difference. I'm just speaking about men because you are a man and we're having this conversation. Um, I'd like to remind women that I would really love for some of you to come on and have these types of conversations with me as it's mostly men, but Arpit, be with your body first so you can understand why it's there and why it's screaming. Because it's through your understanding of self that you can then remedy and bring these places back to a place of healing. But if you just, you know, tell the crying baby or if you tell the barking dog or if you tell the friend who's in tears or is in pain just stop being in pain it's not going to work you got to get in and be there right beside the pain you got to understand where it's coming from without taking any of it on just being there with it with him with her and it will naturally transform through that. We transform through presence. We transform through consciousness. And then when you've built a relationship with yourself that's very trustworthy and very strong, then sure, you can feel something tighten up in you and you can say, let it go. Or you can go into that part of your body or into that fiber or into the cellular makeup around that part of your body and start giving it some guidance and direction. 
your body is a gift that you get to study. And as you unlock more and more of yourself and your physical body, you unlock more and more of your energetic body. You unlock more and more of your spiritual development and your connectedness with your own godliness, with your own connection to that life force. Starts and ends with you. I mean, I mean, I uh, through this answer, I have an understanding of uh, how I need to relate with it, which is different from my uh, from how I used to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, now I think about uh, how I had written a question for you, but now it uh, it sounds so amazingly stupid. <laughs> <You're wrong. laughs> uh, should I get into the stupid question? Uh, I think it will be kind of funny uh, okay. for you and the listeners if uh, if you want to go into the stupid question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I mean, I had written this that uh, that a whole lot of the women I meet in my life. uh friends on me uh yeah uh so uh, my question was uh am i not being a man with her yeah uh, this was the question i mean uh, you say that the uh, woman is an accurate rep- a reflection of uh, how you're being and mm-hmm. uh only maybe, only yeah, yeah. if she's receiving what you bring ah uh, So because most men are holding very small amounts of energy it's very easy for the woman just in no way receive him if she doesn't want to she doesn't have to feel his presence because he's not being there with her he's up in his head he's somewhere else so she's she's not really she, I mean she will be mirroring back the fact that he's not present <laughs> based mm-hmm. on the fact that she is maybe uh engaging with him in a certain way but in many places the man is almost like he's not even there to her so she's not even reflecting him back because he's not bringing much of anything based on his own refusal to be in the moment to be with himself and to commit to his own process and the spiritual work is a man so there's nothing really to mirror back of any density hmm but if you're being there as a man who is a bit more embodied and maybe you're carrying a bit more life force with you and you're at ease in your own maleness and your male energy and you're allowing that part of you to move the way it wants to move internally and externally then she is going to almost have no choice but to either receive what you're bringing which will immediately start moving through her and it will start reflecting back that's just how the masculine and the feminine intertwine and engage or she'll have to try very hard to lock herself down so she doesn't allow any of you penetrate her uh which is what most women have to move around in these days because of the lack of safety the lack of clarity the lack of security the lack of knowing thyself that men bring to women so 
she's never really in a place to receive. And if she does meet a man who she starts to feel very strongly for, many women can get quite confused because they're trying to wriggle around in themselves, trying to figure out how can I receive him more? I want to feel him more. But that's more to do with the fact that the man is still not really being there. So he's not bringing much of anything to her. So it's relative. There's going to be different measurements on both sides of levels of receptivity and then levels of energy that the man is carrying. As an example, the work that I do, I have a lot of women come to me and not all of them, but many of these women have been through huge amounts of sexual trauma or sexual abuse in their childhood and just huge amounts of pain and fear internally especially around relating with with men and the masculine so she just totally forgotten totally lost connection with even how to be in her receptivity as a woman because she had to cut it off to protect herself i have had to bring in huge amounts of energy to the point that even when a woman doesn't know how to open to it she doesn't have a choice if she stays there with me so in some instances, that may be very confronting and uncomfortable for the woman. So she has to kind of like, oh, I got to run away. <laughs> so she may feel like she needs to run away and take a breather for a second before she comes back into that space. Because she knows when she does, she's going to start having a lot of feeling come up in her. So really, it just depends on both sides, what the man is bringing and where the woman is at. And sometimes you have a woman who's totally in a receptivity totally embodied in herself, has let go of all of her trauma, all of her pain in the most part. And she's eager to receive and, and there's no real substance that's coming to her. And that woman can get very depressive. That woman can start to repress her femininity now because she's here open and waiting to receive some beautifulness from a man that she wants to connect with, but he's refusing to bring anything to her because of his own comfortability with himself or his own fear of love, his own fear of receiving a woman's love. So again, there's a million different scenarios that I could paint for you when it comes to relating and the dynamic between man and woman, and what can be going on in one side and what can be going on in the other. What I want to make the point of is saying for you is all you got to focus on right now is your own work yeah and those three steps that i mentioned earlier yeah 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 totally because that will initially and always support whoever you come in contact with and coming back to a, a more embodied place within themselves and doing their healing as well i also want to make the point for anybody watch or listening to this and you included our pit i want you to listen to how your voice sounds now and I want you to go back to the start of this and listen to how your voice sounded when you started. <laughs> your diaphragm has been opening up and your lower back has been filling up. So your the, the tenseness in your chest that I've been engaging with is starting to kind of disperse downwards. Uh, I certainly have a, a, a huge amount of clarity in terms of uh, but, uh, how I should engage in myself from now on. Uh, this and I is, believe you because I can feel your clarity. Yeah, yeah. I am, I'm extremely grateful for it. 
really uh, because uh, the uncertainty uh, the the questions of the how tos i mean uh, how do i do that that is fading off and that is a big one for me mm-hmm. cuz you can come back to trust yourself yeah yeah uh, i have uh, one last question uh, which you can answer very shortly i think mm-hmm. okay um uh it's on creativity so uh for people who want to uh step into more creativity in their lives uh uh how can they do it by <laughs> utilizing and engaging with everything i have previously spoken about today yeah 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 it it makes sense this answer makes creativity sense. it's not a thing you do it's a place of beings yeah and it will come up from a person's relaxation from a person's knowing of self from a person's ability to feel and be in some form of flow and also engaging with with some of the feminine aspects of it whether you paint or you sing or dance or whatever it may be there's no need to ever be one sided we got to stay balanced so engage with all of it amazing yeah uh, i think this is a good point in the podcast and uh, i really hope uh, the listeners got something from it and the audio quality was not bad it seemed to be perfect for the most part throughout and what i really enjoyed about this podcast and where i feel people will get the most is just because your questions were so personal to you thank you for answering the questions you're welcome yeah. and for anybody else who would like to jump on um please email chris@awakenedintent.com uh for you to book uh, a time to hold the interview and be featured on the podcast so until next week thank you and speak to you soon